Welcome back to House Lights. This is Liz. I have guests with me today. Can you just say your name? Because I've been flamed now on the <laughs> internet for not knowing how to say your last name. Yes, it's Hannah Worley. It's Worley, not Worrell, not Worrell. It's 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 Worley. Got it, got it, got it. All right, so we're going to start with some Twitter tea. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Um, so... Let's start with something that broke the internet that started last week, and it's very relevant to campus, as one of them are coming to speak at Michigan State this week, in which I'll be covering, as well as the protests outside before the event, Candace Owens and Kanye West wearing White Lives Matter shirts. Any thoughts on it right away? Um, Yeah, I know that they've both become, I mean, Candace Owens has pretty much always been controversial since she is a very um, conservative voice, but uh, recently Kanye West has also been pretty controversial, to say um, the least. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I've definitely been hearing a lot of students uh, voicing their opinions on it. I heard a lot of negative opinions on it yeah. primarily. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, first of all, I feel like we talk about Kanye West in literally every single episode, but he's just too easy to talk about. Like, everything this man does baffles me and, like, the general public in general. And just to be clear, this is two influential black people wearing shirts and political stances that objectively hurt the credibility of a large movement within their community. So I just want to put that out there, first of all. At the Easy Fashion Show, West was seen with guest Candace Owens wearing a White Lives Matter shirt, which is part of his new collection. Um, Obviously, maybe that didn't fly at the Gap, and that's why um, he's releasing it now. It doesn't seem very Gap-like. They're pretty Um, family-friendly. Other people wearing the new design included, included Bob Marley's granddaughter, who I believe, like, Probably when it doesn't stand for her grandfather's beliefs. This this man is usually, as in this man, as in Kanye West, has not been afraid of making political stances such as saying racism is not a deal breaker for me when supporting Trump back then. Yet on the other hand, said in 2005 during a Hurricane Katrina telethon, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Why do you think he changes up his politics so much? Part of me thinks that You know, it's hard to say if it's a PR stunt that he wants to just stay relevant, but I know that there's also been a lot of discourse over um, the mental health uh, issues that Kanye West Mm -hmm. has been going through. So, again, it's it's just really hard to say if that's also it. And I definitely want to bring up the mental health part of it because I feel like... There's a lot of people who deal with mental health, and and I'm going to say this in the next section that we have, um, but... A lot of people who deal with mental health that don't go on rants about other races, about other um, ethnicities. And, well, me, you know, it's different because with the mental health thing, not all mentally ill people have this platform that Kanye does. Mm-hmm. So we don't know everything, yeah. you know. I, and I think it's interesting, too, because I think that class can also be an impact on it as well. Like, Kanye West has been at a very top of the music game for a very long time and so he's been making you know really good money for a while so it's possible that he kind of has a sort of distorted view of the world because of that yeah but um i think it's also interesting because you'll hear people saying oh i feel really bad for him he needs to get help but i find it really hard to believe that the people around him haven't encouraged him Mm -hmm. to get help for a really long time and also he definitely has enough money and resources to be able to get the best help that he possibly can like there's there, there's really no problem of, oh, he can't afford to, you know, go full-time somewhere that specializes in the things that he might need help with. 
he, he can get that if he wants to, but it seems like he's making an active choice not to. Absolutely, yeah. I want to say one more thing about the Kanye West Candace Owens thing. Um, he's complimented her in the past for commentation. So, But it's surprising that he still talks to her because she's now made comments about his ex calling her a prostitute. Uh, Kim Kardashian is a prostitute, apparently. Uh, a lot of people came out against him and his actions with the White Lives Matter shirts, including DJ Hadid. And he only came back saying, calling her a zombie and that she needs to wake up. I believe the only factual statement that he made at that fashion show is, you can't manage me. That is actually correct. I wish you would, actually. At least, like, PR management. Yeah, his PR team is working overtime for real. Absolutely, especially with this next story. I wanted... I wanted to give it its own section because it's it's so crazy. Kanye West is having a big week in the headlines after putting his name into the ring for presidency in 2024, which, I'm sorry, it's no longer newsworthy to me because he threatened, I'm going to use the word threatened that last, <laughs> last election season too. Uh, thank God he didn't. Uh, but he tweeted right afterwards that he was going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. I just want that to sink in really quick. That is a fully anti-Semitic comment from Kanye West, no matter if it was a joke or not. That is hate speech from someone who people call their problematic fave. Yeah. You know, and I was actually looking up for people who aren't familiar with what DEFCON 3 means. It's yeah. um, a term, it's a stage of military readiness. So basically, um, He's saying that he wants to attack Jewish people and that he's ready to do so, which, like you said, is extremely anti-Semitic. And he, you know, this is not something that should be given a platform. No, absolutely. And unfortunately, the platform has only increased as Todd Rakita and other um, conservative people in the GOP, he's attorney general of Indiana, came out and said that this is just independent thinking, proving that Kanye West might be the new darling of the GOP. Independent thinking is not the same as hate speech, period. There is no overlap in that, Todd Rakita, but okay. I'm not an Indiana girl today, and I'll, I'll say that right now. <laughs> um, and like I said, we can blame it on mental, uh, mentally ill people who don't share hate speech on the internet. Uh, Twitter and all social media, media has banned him again, but with Stan still blaming everything on mental illness, I feel like he'll come back again. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's Kanye West, so there's always going to be people out there who want to support him and want to know what he has to say. I was actually talking with Alex Walters, one of our other culture reporters, yes. who um, he he is Jewish, and so he had some really interesting thoughts about this, too, because um, right before he tweeted that tweet, he sent something out about you know cancel culture and yeah. the creation of it, and he said something really interesting about how, you know, taking his platform away right after he says something anti-Semitic about, you know, says something anti-Semitic is almost reinforcing to people who want to believe that Jewish people are the cause of cancel culture. And, you know, he, he said, you know, it's hard to know the best way to police anti-Semitism, but it just doesn't seem like we've found the right solution yet. No, absolutely not. I, I definitely agree. But, like, how do we police any hate speech when, you know, and I, I have this in my notes. I was like, even with all this mental illness, it seems like his supporters at Fox News, like, are using the, these words, even if it is coming from, you know, someone who needs help as a scapegoat to spread this nasty message. So he's really only adding into it instead of, you know, the media coming out to try and police the anti-Semitism. So I wish I could go every day without seeing this man in headlines, yet I'm subjected to it every day. And I wish entertainment was my passion so I could just skip past it. But that's the problem. Everyone skips uh, skips past this. A lot of his, you know, comments. These are not new comments from Kanye West. These are 
It's a repeated behavior. And yet, you know, his stands say nothing, allowing him to spread anti-Semitism to, I believe, is his impressionable audience because it's a lot of young boys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, trying to go to a, a less dark subject now. Uh, Rihanna is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. That announcement was made. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I feel like Rihanna has, like, an especially likable brand and, like, discography, and I feel like everyone can get excited for this halftime. I'll probably watch it and then turn off the Super Bowl like I usually do. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I'm not the biggest football fan purely because it takes way too long, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'll, de- I'll definitely watch it, even yeah. if it's later on, For like sure. on a YouTube clip. <laughs> how, this news made me think about when J-Lo released that deeply privileged documentary about how performing at the Super Bowl was, like, the hardest thing she's ever had to do. I will say the direction of that movie was great. It was interesting. But the idea of, like, I'm a godsend to this earth, and being the headliner of the Super Bowl was such an undertaking was just not pleasing to me at all she was also like angry that she had to share time with shakira um and made her kind of look like a side character or even a villain like throughout this documentary which of course like they didn't know about the pandora papers yet or the tax evasion of shakira (laughs) so there was really no reason to make her the villain so um but she tried to say that the super bowl was doing it because two latino women have to do what one white man usually does but i I feel like most of the time people share the Super Bowl halftime show. I get what she's what she's getting at, but I don't. I I feel like putting that in the documentary was making it look even more like privileged. So I'm just it was pretty tone deaf. But this announcement made me think about that. Rihanna, please do not release an autobiographical documentary about how hard it is to be insanely wealthy and famous. I'm begging you. I'm gonna just uh, run over this one really quick because it was kind of big in the in the entertainment news uh, this week. Uh, Dream's face reveal. Popular Minecraft YouTuber revealed his face to the public after years of fame, like, never showing his face. And the public was, I would say, less than nice about it, making a lot of memes about his appearance. Honestly, like, I'm not really sure what else they, like, wanted from him. He's just, like, a nerdy white guy. I don't know what you expect from a Minecraft YouTuber. Like, were you looking for a male model, like, who also plays Minecraft? Like, that doesn't exist. He looked exactly like what I pictured. Like, if I, if I was, if I was dreaming, I'd probably cry. Like, the memes have been so mean to him recently. Uh, next time, just, re- I would say just reveal your face in, uh, right away and then get famous because this set up this man for failure so bad and, and criticism. Or maybe the, the public next time should just not comment on people's appearances. Do you know, are you familiar with, like, is he a good person? I, I think so. I would say, like, what kind of trouble can Minecraft YouTubers get into? I don't know. I feel, I, I get whiplash anytime you give, like, a guy a microphone and then a platform. Oh, God, yeah, no. I mean, hopefully he's just sticking, like, building blocks. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to go straight to Joe Rogan. Like, I don't think, like, like at least maybe now with the hate, it's going to be, like, his villain origins. Maybe. <laughs> Which, you know what, at least will be interesting rather than just a Minecraft channel. All right, one last thing. It's a little darker, but I had to bring it up. It literally broke one hour ago. This will be released on Wednesday. Rex Orange County has been charged to sexually assaulting six women. His court case will be in January. Uh, this is incredibly just surprising and heartbreaking to me. He was one of my favorites, and I seriously would have never suspected it from Rex Orange County, especially because he was in a very long relationship uh, at, at first. So I know you are a big fan, so tell me your reaction. Yeah, I mean, um, well, first off, I'm pretty sure it was six accounts of sexual assault okay. on the same woman. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously it's disappointing. At this point, though, like, 
it is hard to say that it's surprising when we hear about a guy who's really famous um, sexually assaulting a woman. There's so many stories just like this out there where you think, oh, it would never happen to this person, but, you know, it did. So disappointing, but maybe not super surprising. But again, like, you know, I, I was thinking about all the discussions that people have been having about, like, separating the art from the artist, but yeah. I feel like it'll be hard for me as a fan or maybe a, I call myself a former fan now that – It'll be hard for me to listen to his music and not associate his art with what he has allegedly done. Absolutely, because it's like, especially when it comes to songs about people that, Mm -hmm. you know, he's been, you know, dating or stuff. Because it's like, how can you go from, you know, writing a love song to doing these horrible acts? It's like, this is something that is absolutely cancelable for a good reason. Like, this is, like, yeah, separating there from the artist. No, that was um, definitely not something I can separate from, like I said, as well as with Kanye West, with hateful comments about other, you know, races, religions, all that stuff. Um, Definitely cancelable things that make me not separate the art from the artist. All right, so I'm going to get into music, movies, and shows for this part. Um, I, another review from me coming this week. Hopefully, I'm thinking about trying to do this almost every week now because uh, reviewing movies is one of my favorite things, but it's something a little spookier since we are in the month of October, and Halloween is one of my favorite holidays after Christmas. I saw Smile in theaters this weekend, and I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised. Uh, this time, I'm not going to spoil anything because I just couldn't help myself with Don't Worry, Darling, but this time, I promise it's going to be audience friendly uh this movie really uh utilized like a lot of great horror elements i felt like had a really good jump scares but also i felt like it had a really good um story behind it really good lore that i think a lot of horror movies are missing um and rather like sort of stick to uh jump scares and cheap you know scares there's not really any plot holes but of course a very stupid main character who makes all the wrong choices but you know what i think it was pretty realistic in a way that someone would deal with all of this i'm not sure what i would do if i had like a curse so but without giving it away this movie also plays into the idea of like grief and trauma really well seeing seeing it like materialize into this like monstrous thing that this main character has to face and basically fight throughout the movie i thought i thought some of it was actually very smart i saw what the director was going for was it a cheap ending do i think that it wasn't um you know the smartest film i've ever seen in my life Absolutely. But I thought that the theme behind it was actually very well thought out. Um, the side characters you don't care about, absolutely part of it. Literally, there was this one guy who's like, she's supposed to be dating, like the fiance. I don't want to call anybody out, but I've never seen acting so bad in my life. Uh, the producer's going, no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but um, there, there's just side characters you don't care about. But I thought that the main woman did a pretty um, amazing job at acting. So I would give this a solid seven. Good spooky movie to start your Halloween season out. Uh, I'm probably either going to see Pearl or Barbarian this weekend. So I'll let you know. Um, by the way, I just want to say that in the top 10 things that I'm doing right now, going to the movie theater is becoming one of them. Like, I love going to the movie theater again. I haven't found that love again since the pandemic, because before the pandemic, I worked at a movie theater, so I got free movies all the time, which is great, but I'm really loving it again, so super nice. Go to a movie. Get out of your house. Seriously. All right, next is Kim Kardashian's podcast. Kim Kardashian just released a new true crime podcast with our newfound love in criminal justice. Uh, these get a lot of success, so it's I think it's a smart career move 
but honestly something I would never think for her to choose. I'm not sure if I could listen to her voice for more than 30 minutes, but I think it'd be, it could be an interesting perspective on true crime. Usually I can't really listen to true crime other than serial because I'm not like a true crime girly, but I know that a lot of people are. But I think it could be a fun listen. I'm not going to count her out yet, but I will say she does have a lot of competition um, because there's so many true crime podcasts. All right, the final part of music movies and shows i'm doing a little new segment of this called my mom recommends or maybe christine Noss's watch list but my mom recommended me a movie so which is usually means that everyone should go watch it um the luckiest girl alive is on netflix right now with mila kunis as a girl who was suspected to be part of her school shooting so it sort of takes this like interesting dive into her psyche as well as things she's gone through to make her think that she was maybe part of this uh, school shooting that happened at like years ago in her past seems really interesting i love when mila kunis uh, steps out of her comfort zone like in black swan that's one of my favorite movies so this could definitely be worth your time but i mean like if christine says so you have to shout out mom i know you're listening to this anyways we're gonna get into culture stories so i have hannah on so we're gonna talk about her story on being confidently single so summarize the story for me yeah, so this story was so much fun to write. I loved talking to the the people that I talked to. I talked to three um, senior girls here at MSU, um, just kind of getting their experiences dating at MSU and what it has kind of been like for them to go through the trials and tribulations of trying to find someone here. And then um, it just so happens all three of them are single right now. And so just their thoughts on... Uh, being single, especially during your senior year, um, they did some really remarkable reflecting on, you know, what it's like to be single and actually like it. Because I think, you know, common themes for the story was a lot of people are single, but they don't really like being single or they're, kind of, you know, trying to find someone. But really figuring out that being single can be a really special time in your life to find yourself and figure out what you want and also figure out that, you know, you are a special person and you can do things by yourself and then really enjoy it. So, yeah. Absolutely. So your love and sex uh, beat, obviously, for culture. Where did this inspiration for this story come from, for this beat? It came from, um, so Hunter Gadwell, who was one of the people that I interviewed for this story, it came really from her and her TikTok platform. Um, She actually came up with the term confidently single, or at least she was the first person I've ever heard use it. And so it was really, I, I figured out that I really wanted to talk to her about something and you know, after interviewing her, I think I really found a specific direction I wanted to take with this story. But she she really was the inspiration for the story. Awesome. How do you relate to Hunter Gadwell's messages of self-love and being single in East Lansing? Well, I am currently single right now. <laughs> slay. Um, yes, of course, Slay. So, I, I mean, I resonated a lot with what she said, but... Um, one of my friends was actually telling me this over the summer, how I'm a very independent person, which I would say that that is true. And I like the fact that I'm very independent. And so I think, you know, she she talks about how important it is to date yourself. And so did um, one of my other uh, sources in the story, Anna. She also talked about, like, how important it is to take yourself out on dates. And so I really do resonate with the fact that it's important to be able to like spending time with yourself and treat yourself the way that you want other people to treat you if you you know treat yourself really horribly and you don't you know want to spend time with yourself then not necessarily that other people aren't going to want to spend time with you too but you should really you know tell yourself what you're worth and then you won't expect anything less than that from other people yeah how do you date yourself Hannah? how do I date myself well I like going 
to coffee shops by myself to do homework. I think throughout my day, like, I really don't spend too much time with people throughout my day until I get home and I, like, talk to my roommates. I mean, if I see somebody here at the newsroom, I'll talk to them. But, like, my day-to-day life is very much centered on myself. I don't try to, like, plan around other people, which I don't know if that's a bad thing, but <laughs> I'd say I date myself because I, I would say I'm the most important person in my life. Absolutely. One of the things that really resonated with me was how one of the, one of your sources said, you know, maybe not make every conversation with your friends about boys. So why do you feel it's important to pass the Bechdel test, or as we say, <laughs> or have conversations with your friends outside of boys and sex? I mean, yes, that is extremely important. Do I always pass the Bechdel test? No, I don't. (laughs) Um, It's fun to talk about boys. It can be really fun. And, you know, they talk that my sources themselves even said so. But I think that, you know, it's important to make connections with people, you know, like, you know, as a girl, I like making connections with other girls or just people that I'm not interested in dating. And I think that being able to hit on a variety of topics, especially when you're just talking about yourself and not just talking about other people, I think it's such a great way to get to know other people and form a really deep connection with them. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you bring this to your love and sex beat as well? You're talking about being confidently single. Um, How and, are you enjoying it so far? I guess is part of my Oh, question. yeah. I really like my beat. I think that it's given me a lot of uh, opportunities to write about a lot of different things. Um, I've done a couple of stories on the LGBTQIA plus community, and I've really enjoyed those. I'm currently working on um, a story about research that was recently published done by some MSU professors on asexual relationships, which I think is, I actually talked to somebody who was asexual for one of my previous stories, and he had some really interesting things to say, because I think that that's a community that is not widely talked about. Whether you know pretty much at all, and this research really echoed that sentiment. How not a whole lot of research has been done in the asexual community, and so um, talking about how asexual relationships exist, and just because people aren't having sex with each other doesn't mean that those relationships require anything different um, in terms of just trust and um, connection. And I'm really enjoying working on that so far, and I'm excited to have that go up. Go up. That sounds amazing. Uh, I really only have. One more question for you. How are you confidently single, Hannah? How am I confidently single? Well, I, I don't know if I am confidently single. It's actually a good question. I don't know. Again, I'm confidently single in the sense that I am happy with where I am right now. Do I want to be in a relationship right now? Maybe. Just a little bit. Maybe. Maybe I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. But, I again, I am so independent and I'm so happy with that. And the only reason why I would want to be in a relationship is because I think it'd be really fun to have somebody to spend time with Mm -hmm. and not necessarily because I need validation from someone else. I think that I have become very good. And this was, again, something that my friend told me. I've become very good at being able to validate myself. And I think that that's the number one way that I'm confidently single is I, I, I can compliment myself and really appreciate it. And I don't need other people to tell me that I'm beautiful or tell me that I'm smart or tell me that my accomplishments are worth something. I have enough faith and trust in myself to actually believe that for myself. But yeah. Although I do like compliments. I will take a good compliment. No, always. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I look pretty today? No way. Yeah, like, oh, I, I kind of popped off with my hair. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I look well, good. you did pop off. You pop off every day. Oh, my, my greasy you. little ponytail. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I'm so glad you came on today. Thank you so much for talking about Confidently Single and our Twitter tea with me. Thank you for I, having me. Of course. I really only 
only have one more thing, which is, of course, the Yik Yak of the Day, which is I think we should decorate campus like Halloween Town. I absolutely agree. That movie is on my watch list for October. Any any movies to watch for, to, in October, Hannah? My family has a tradition. Every year we would watch the Charlie Brown Peanuts Halloween special. Oh, my gosh. When we were younger, my brother and I, we would go out trick-or-treating, and then while my brother and I would, like, sort our candy and, like, trade it, we would order pizza and watch the Charlie Brown episode, and that was every single year. So I love that. Gotta watch that. Absolutely. Monster House was mine sort of thing that yeah. I would watch every Halloween. So, yeah, but thank you so much for coming to House Lights. Um, I'll see you next week with more Twitter tea and everything you needed from entertainment this week. 